Hello and welcome to Princess in the Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Sawyers, and I'm ready to talk Disney movies past and present. Once upon a time, Hannah, Ryan, and Katie sat down to talk about Disney+. Plus. Hi, guys! Hello. Hello! So, let's talk about what's coming to Disney Plus in March. There are a few random, like, shows coming on, but for the most part, it's a lot of Disney Plus originals, starting off with Raya and the Last Dragon. This is going to be released um, similarly to how Mulan was released. But what's different about this one is you can pre-order the film. If it's before March 5th, you can pre-order it right now. And you can also go see it in a theater instead of only being released to Premiere Access. Um, It'll work the same way Mulan did in that once you buy it, you have access to it forever as long as you have access to Disney Plus, and it's $29.99 or $29.95, I can't remember for sure. But that's what's happening on March 5th. There is nothing else happening on March 5th of any significance. What's the point of pre-ordering it? I don't know, maybe because you'll... You you haven't owned it? But you can just order it the day it comes out, right? Yeah, you can still order it. I mean, is there any benefit to pre-ordering? Like, is it cheaper? Because then it's like, why pre-order it and just order it? My guess is maybe then you don't have to wait to pre-order it. You mean to order it? Or, yeah, you don't have to, like, go through the steps of ordering it once you get, like, once it comes out. You don't have to mess with putting in your stuff. I don't know. Okay. That is just a guess. I don't know. But, yeah, there's nothing else happening on March 5th. No comment from either one of you? What? What 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 else is happening on March fifth? That's the last understand. episode of One Division. We're not excited about that at all. No, I actually just yawned. Yeah, <laughs> for real, she legit yawned. Yawned. I legit yawned in my lawn. <laughs> I am really excited for the finale. You're the only one. Yeah, I don't even watch a show to be honest. Then. March 12th, there's going to be a documentary called Own the Room. This is a feature documentary featuring five students from different places as they take their big ideas to Macau, China, host of one of the most prestigious entrepreneurship competitions in the world, the Global Student Entrepreneur Awards. Santosh is from a small farming town in Nepal. Alondra works at the register at her family's bakery in Puerto Rico. Henry is a programming whiz from Nairobi. Jason is a marketing machine from Greece, and Daniela is an immigrant escaping the crisis in Venezuela, taking on the chemical industry from her lab at NYU. They've each overcome immense obstacles in pursuit of their dreams, from hurricanes to poverty to civil unrest. Their ideas have already changed their own lives, but are they ready to change the world? So that's a doc that's coming out on March 12th. That obviously was the Disney Plus um press release so i don't really have a lot of information on it other than what we were given by disney now own the room is this the the room where it happens because i, I, I want to be in the room where it happens yeah no one else was in the room where it happened oh so this is this is this is unknown territory then okay yes we're going into the unknown okay Oh wait, they're also they're also vying for a hundred thousand dollars. What? So cool. yeah, it's a lot of dollars. It seems like a big thing to leave out of the presser. 
that I literally cut it, cut and pasted into our notes. At Disney Marketing. They're trash. It's fine. They are. First off, they didn't even post the article for what's coming to Disney Plus in March. I had to read their email, and we've talked about how crummy their emails are. <laughs> so I feel nothing for saying that it's trash. So another thing coming out on March 12th is Marvel Studios Assembled, the making of WandaVision. And this is just a behind-the-scenes look at this special that they've created. And it talks about how, like, this is the first time Marvel has had a series streaming like this. And it's just really interesting. And we get to see all the things that are happening. And I'm especially excited about this based on what I'm going to talk about later on in the episode. I just think it'll be really neat to see kind of like, I I love the making of stuff. What do you guys think? It'll be interesting, I guess. I mean, Marvel or uh, WandaVision isn't that interesting, but maybe this will make me like it more. (laughs) Hopefully. Being on a real note, I'm really not a huge behind the scenes kind of person. I'm not. I, I like the final product and like a little snippet about like, this is why this happened or something like that. But I'm not a huge like deep dive into why the show is what it is kind of person. But that's that's me. But yeah, I am. I if you if you didn't know, we're joking. We are excited about absolutely joking. (laughs) One thousand percent. If you didn't know, I mean, you couldn't tell all cap here, friends. Marvel Studios Legends will also be releasing another episode And this will be focusing on the Falcon, Winter Soldier, Zemo, and Sharon Carter. So we've seen these, we've seen this show before prior to the release of WandaVision. And it was just kind of like a refresher. I watched them last night. Ask Ryan what he was doing while I was watching them. Ryan. Sleeping. Um, I was was sleeping. I, I passed out on the couch. While we were watching WandaVision. Yeah. It's probably for the fifth time. Yeah. <laughs> third. third. That episode was the third one. Yeah. Same thing. But so, yeah. Um, I think these little episodes are kind of cool. Another thing that kind of has been infiltrating the inf- internet is kind of the spreadsheet that shows that Marvel is literally re- releasing something every single week in 2021. And it's kind of magical. I'm here and for it. I'm excited about it. I'm very concerned about the Black Widow situation and if that gets delayed because they're so adamant that it's going to be a theatrical release. Well, I think that's what that's what this three-way release of the of this of Raya. Of Raya, yeah. I think they're kind of testing the waters to see how that goes and if if they get enough interest in the theaters, I think they will go ahead as planned with with um, Black Widow. But I think well, it's if... like theaters aren't even like some theaters aren't even opening. So it's like, I hope they don't be, like, you know what I mean? Like th- how big is their sample size that they're going to base it on? Because the war in here and more like they're looking into like April. So it's like, yeah. you know, the only theater that's showing Raya is Harkins. Hmm. Because I looked at tickets um, last night, but I won't be fully vaccinated when it comes out, so I will not be going to see it in theaters. 
I'll I wait until it's go released. by myself. <laughs> I'll wait until it's fully released on Disney Plus. I'm really intrigued as to what the storyline is there. I haven't read a ton into that. But all that to say, Marvel's going to be giving us something new every week. And so this week we are getting the behind the scenes and we're getting kind of like a preview. Um, and then March 19th, the first episode, or maybe two episodes, I don't know, Ooh. will release of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier stars Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, a.k.a. The Falcon, and Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. The Winter Soldier. I like how they give the actor's name, the character name, and then the character's Avenger name. <laughs> I love that. Like, we the don't pair- know. Wait, wait, they have some... They have nicknames, some some funny nicknames. They the pair who came together in the final moments of Avengers Endgame team up on a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience. Directed by Carrie Skoglod with Malcolm Spellman serving as head writer, the six episode series also stars Daniel Burrell as Zemo, Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, and Wyatt Russell as John Walker. I love the fact that we got kind of like a snippet of this at the Super Bowl in 2020. And here we are a year and a couple months later, and we're just now getting it. Like, what a cruel year. Well, and the fact that like the first trailer, I'll be honest, I was not impressed. But then the trailer that they dropped at this year's Super Bowl was baller. I lost my mind. It was now I am here for it. <laughs> oh, yes. Welcome to the party. <sighs> like the first one, I was like, oh, come on. Like, is that all you got? And then I was like, oh, OK, I'm sorry for even asking. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Feige. <laughs> I am really interested as to how this will play out since it's a six episode series. I mean, that feels really short. WandaVision already feels very short. Only because they're 30 minute episodes. I, I hate Come that. on. Come on. Come on. So I'm curious how this six episode season will play. If they'll drop two in that first week like they did with Wanda. Or what they're thinking. I'm I mean, here for all at once. If, <laughs> if they're thinking. Yeah. Um, they are definitely not releasing them all at once. Because on March 26th, it says that there's going to be another episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Season two. Well, come on, Kevin Feige. On March 26th, the day before my birthday, we are getting something that we've been anticipating for a long time. I actually was looking at the notes from last year's March episode, and we were talking about the announcement of this. So it's Mighty Ducks Game Changers. It's set in present-day Minnesota. The Mighty Ducks have evolved from scrappy underdogs to an ultra-competitive powerhouse youth hockey team. After 12-year-old Evan Morrow played by Brady Noon, is unceremoniously cut from the Ducks. He and his mom, Alex, played by Lauren Graham, set out to build their own team of misfits to challenge the cutthroat, win-at-all-cost culture of youth sports today. With the help of Gordon Bombay, they rediscover the joys of playing just for the love of the game. I'm kind of surprised that in this announcement, it doesn't say how how long the season will be. So I'm curious how many episodes we're going to get. Who knows? Who 
knows. They like to keep us guessing. Also on March 26th, we are going to get another batch of Inside Pixar. This batch of Inside Pixar is going to be based on the idea of foundations. And so it's going to feature the foundations of movie making and how those at Pixar go about it. So that's what's coming to Disney Plus in March of 2021. Anything you guys are excited about? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> WandaVision finale. Um, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. I mean, I feel like everything happening in March is pretty exciting. So I'm I'm kind of pumped. There's Agreed. a lot of... It's the whole reason I'm not talking about what's coming to Disney Plus that isn't a Disney Plus original. Like, they're giving mm. us so much content this yeah. month. So let's talk about what we are doing for our movies or shows. I'll start off by saying I'm doing this series into the unknown, making of Disney's Frozen 2. I'm doing Marvel's Ant-Man shorts. And I will be doing Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella. Hammerstein. Nope. Steen. And I will always all... say it like that. <laughs> I don't care if it's wrong. <laughs> You're from Oklahoma. You have to say their name right. If it should be Stein, the I should be before the E. So he should change his name. <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Always. Katie's not. She's looking at her cell phone. Yeah, I have the thing pulled up. I'm just scrolling through it. Oh, for rock, paper, scissors. I was like, I'm reading. What y'all are going to talk about? (laughs) Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, we tied. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) I did on purpose. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Katie won. I won. It's because I'm wearing Minnie Mouse ears. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <gasps> I quit. I'm done. Katie. Hannah are first and second, which means Ryan is last. Listeners, take note. This won't ever happen again. That's two months in a row, guys. Two no, months in a row. No, you didn't technically lose. I went. Time. Yes, I did. You went last, but you chose to go last. I didn't choose to go last. Yes, you did. But it's okay if you don't remember. I'm still going last. I'm... Never mind. Go for so, it, Katie. Okay. So if I pronounce Hammerstein, Hammerstein, you know, just R and H, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So this telling of Cinderella is from the brilliant minds of my boys, R and H. Uh, the story itself follows the basic Cinderella story that we all know and love, but it's the music that really captures you. Uh, this retelling of Cinderella comes with a nineties modern twist. Cinderella is obviously suffering evil torment from her stepmother and stepsisters while being seemingly imprisoned to do all of the chores and the cooking. Uh, Cinderella dreams of going to the ball and dancing with the handsome prince, and her dream will soon become a reality when she meets her fairy godmother who teaches her that impossible things happen every day. 
pause for all of you to sing Impossible in Whitney Houston's voice. This movie I was ahead of its time with its multi-racial, multicultural cast. So you have Brandy, an African-American, playing the lead role of Cinderella. You have Paolo Montball. Montball and you know, I don't really know how to say his name. He's a Filipino actor um, who everyone who watched this live probably had a crush on, or maybe that's just me. It's fine. Uh, and then you have the queen, Whitney Houston, paint, playing the fairy godmother. Um, and then you also see, so we have Whoopi Goldberg and uh, Victor Garner playing the king and queen. So we also see like an interracial marriage. So I feel like this movie for being in the 90s was like very, very progressive. Unfortunately, like it shouldn't be, but it was. The movie had to be fought for. It really wasn't a success. It aired on... Um, ABC because ABC and Disney had a deal. Um, but looking back at it today, for those of us that watched it, like when it was on, like we just, we remember it as a, I call it the Brandy Cinderella. And I was so excited when it came on Disney. And when I watched it, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how much I love this movie. And you forget how much you love Whitney Houston being a fairy godmother. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. Can you hear that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dude. So, um, did either of y'all watch it when it like played on TV? We haven't watched. I feel like I might have watched it back then, but I haven't watched it since I got back on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I had texted a friend asking if she wanted to group watch with me, and she said yes for like the next day, and then I never texted her, so I haven't watched it yet because I want to watch it with her. Okay, that makes sense. I got you. I I have never watched this version. Impossible. Impossible. Mm. So good, Ryan. You'll be singing it for days. Probably not, but you know, maybe. No, 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 no. No, I don't think I will. Well, it's fine. Okay. I don't have any other questions. Or I, I guess I didn't really ask a question, but I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> so my recommendation came out in June of 2020. And somehow, like, I knew about it, but I missed it. And it's been in, like, my recommended for a while. I think it's because I love docuseries. I love seeing the making of things. And so I am talking about the making of Into the Unknown. It's amazing as you watch it. And you see things processing as the film goes. Like, nothing in the making of this movie was linear. Like, in your mind, at least for me, when you think about the making of a movie, you think of, like, they're going to write the script. Okay, the script is written. Now they're going to record. Now they're going to animate based on the recording. But that's not how it works. Like, there are so many screeners. There's so many things being added. Nothing in the making of this movie is linear. The songs... Several of the songs were being added in the last 12 months of, like, the film production. That evolution of Show Yourself is amazing, and it shows that the people that were making the movie even had some of the same questions we had as an audience about, you know, what is Alta Holland? What is the voice? This song was even almost completely cut. And overall, like, seeing the evolution and seeing the writers and the songwriters create this movie it's just outstanding I cried multiple times um they also have at 
Disney Animation Studios, they have a hallway full of letters from people. And they read a letter where they were talking about how this girl was going to commit suicide, but she had plans to go with her family to watch Frozen, and she watched Frozen, and she heard Let It Go, and it was so meaningful for her. And I think there's a lot of things about the song Let It Go that people hold over their heads, and they kept referencing it because it was such a showstopper and talking about it and comparing it to Into the Unknown and trying to figure out how to make it the same without making it the same. And so it was really interesting. I really enjoyed so many different things, but some of the highlights of this series are Kristen Bell in a Mickey Mouse pullover when she's recording. She was also wearing, she was also at that session when they showed her the trailer and Josh Gad's like sitting there because he's already seen it. And Kristen Bell's watching it for the first time. And at the end, she goes, I don't know if you remember seeing the Frozen 2 trailer, but it was, like, very intense. And Kristen Bell says, um, I feel like this movie should be rated R. And at that point, like, there was a lot of questions uh, about even what the storyline kind of was, even at that point. Um and like I said, there were so many screeners. There's screeners at all times. There's dailies where they go over how things are animated. Another interesting thing. So Sterling K. Brown comes in to record. And he thinks he's coming in to record a couple lines. And then also sing his song. And he found out that like the song got cut. And he goes, I had to sing for the audition for this part. And you just see, like, the disappointment on his face. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got to watch this. It's so good. We also have what I am calling the New Sherman Brothers. There is a couple. Their names are Kristen Anderson Lopez and Bobby Lopez. They are married. And they have written some of the music that you know and love from... They obviously wrote Frozen. They wrote Frozen 2. They wrote Coco, and they also wrote the songs that are in WandaVision. And so I'm like, these people, no one knows who they are. At least I didn't know who they were at the time, and I'm a pretty big Disney fan. They're I married, mean, They're married, right? Yes, they're married. Yeah. And they're not siblings, but I mean, I feel like they're going to bring that same level of gravitas that the Sherman Brothers brought to Disney at the time that they're bringing now. So I look forward to seeing what they're going to do in the future. Another thing that I loved was Jonathan Groff leaving the recording session on his bicycle. I'm like, you're Jonathan Groff and you're just I love him. riding your bike in New York City with your messenger bag over your shoulder. And it's just, it's just so adorable. And then another interesting thing. So at six months out, they did a family screener. Coming out of that screener, they found out that kids didn't understand the storyline. They couldn't follow it. And so they came out of that screener with 65 new shots and 35 redos of shots. You see animators logging into their computer and their animation is gone because their scene's been cut. And so they're being assigned new new pieces of the movie to animate. And so it's just absolutely amazing. I loved it so much. Please watch it. Will do. Okay. I'll think about it.
It's so good. I'll think about it. I hear, I'm going to make him watch it, so I don't I'll know why he's saying no. <laughs> I talked to the Lord. He said yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Ryan. Okay. Also, can I point out for the record, he did Ant-Man as his recommendation this, last month, and here he is doing another Ant-Man thing. Is Ant-Man your favorite Avenger? No. That's good. That's the right answer. He's, he's not my least favorite, but, but he's not my favorite. Okay, pause. Who is your least favorite Avenger? Hannah, how do you not know the answer to that question? I know Katie's. I didn't know if it was the same for Ryan. Is Captain Marvel your least favorite? As of right now, yes. Unless they do a better, um, provide a better movie. Yeah. Mine is Doctor Strange. No. Doctor Strange is awesome. I don't like him. Yeah. He's a grinch. LOL, Hannah. Do y'all not get it? Yes, I know. He was... Okay. He played... He voiced the Grinch in But yeah, I don't... I don't really like him as an actor. And so I think I don't like... Wait, wait. You don't like Benedict Cumberbatch? Or you don't like how they wrote Doctor Strange? Because we might need a separate podcast for this. (laughs) I... I just don't like Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. You said as an actor and I was like, hold the phone. We're about to get on this podcast. Because have you seen Sherlock? Although, here's another thing. No, she hasn't. Uh, You know who also might be my least favorite Avenger? Actually, I think he is my least favorite Avenger. Star-Lord. Star-Lord, you hate Star-Lord. I knew that. And that's that's a fair comment to make after what he did in in Infinity War. I I just don't like him. So, it's a fair comment. I mean, I can can live with that. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and do your thing. Okay. So, as it's been spoiled, I'm doing Ant-Man shorts. Um... (laughs) Marvel brings us a few animated shorts focusing on Scott Lang as Ant-Man. There are six two to three minute long shorts that are centered around Scott Lang trying to do an everyday task when one of his or Hank Pym's enemies shows up to complicate things. For instance, at Cassie's science fair, Scott forgets to put the baking soda in her volcano, so he must use his shrinking abilities to retrieve said baking soda and get it to the volcano to save the day. These are fun little snippets of his day-to-day life that provide a quick laugh. 10 out of 10 recommend. So much better than the Toy Story shorts that Hannah recommended last, you know, was it last time or the time before? Put them on these are so much better. So much better. Um, these were made in seven, 2017, so I don't know if more are to come. Probably doubt it since it's been so long. But they're pretty fun little things to watch. I love Ant-Man, so I should watch them. Unfortunately, they didn't bring in um, Paul Rudd or any of the Ant-Man movie cast to do the voices. Oh, that's trash. Yeah, but they they did a pretty good job of finding people who carry the same kind of energy to each role. Mm, Okay. So, sorry if I just ruined it for everybody. Yeah, I mean, not completely ruined, but, eh, I mean. Yeah. eh. Yeah. Okay, we are now to our Marvel Minute. We're going to talk about WandaVision. So let's do our Marvel Minute. We will have a Wanda Cap, a Wanda Cap, a WandaVision recap come out after the uh, finale. So let's talk about what are some things we've noticed? What are some things we've learned? What do we think is next? I'm going to start off by saying what I've learned is that people like to analyze every moment of every second of these shows. 
which I get oh. why. <laughs> like I like their PTSD. Like I get why you have to look at every detail, but like you look at YouTube and you see like different people like watching like movies at like 0.25 speed, and you're like, that movie really didn't need that. This is something you probably should watch at 0.25 speed to see if they were dropping clues all along. You yeah. never know. They might have been. Well, it's like the commercials. So it's like we all can kind of assume like like some of them are a little more obvious, but then you have like the island and everybody kind of has a theory about that. But it's like, are they going to lead up to something? Like, are we supposed to infer what they are? Are we even meant to understand them? Is it Marvel just like toying with us? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I saw a, a, a theory where someone was, like, they played all the commercials and, like, they kind of matched them up to an Infinity Stone, you know? And then you're, I like... That, yeah. And then you get to this episode and, like, it it, it brings in a, another red color, which is, like, well, that goes out. There goes that theory, you know? So you're, like, what what is happening? Yeah. Like, we're, we are six episodes in and we're still saying, what is happening? I don't know. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a yeah. good thing. But it's still... I don't know. It's very different than what we're used to. And yeah. I don't know if I like it. Well, I, I mean, this... One... Go ahead. Uh, I think one thing that everybody kind of like... we From the beginning, that Agnes is Agatha Harkness. Harkness. Wait, um, wait. What? What? I know. What? It was her all along? What? What? You heard it. It's Agatha. <laughs> Who is not still singing that song? Um, <laughs> but what I'm like, I just want to know how powerful she is. Because did she really pull Pietro from a different universe? That's some pretty powerful magic, friends. <laughs> like. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Does Wanda have a rival? Looks like it. Looks like it. So what do we think's next? Episode 7. Got him! Uh, I, Vision and Wanda confronting. Because we just saw yeah, them cause they didn't, the car. Yeah, we didn't see them speak to each other at all this episode. Well, nope. in the final couple scenes there, you saw Agatha do her thing and Wanda's eyes turn purple. So is she going to be under Agatha's control for this confrontation? Yep. Well, and what so happened to the kids? Where did the twins go? What? And so did Monica's in the, in the post credit scene, they turned purple. Oh yeah. 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 So... Snooper's going to snoop. <laughs> and then it's like, well, you know, so my PTSD of like sticking around for a post credit scene that isn't there, and then it happens, and you're like, I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> it's fine. I'm also, and I talked to Hannah about this because um, we tried, we attempted to watch it at the same time. My HDMI cable never works, but I, I, I don't want to believe that that's that that's Monica's contact. For two episodes, they kept two episodes. They kept saying my contact and like made it into a big thing. And I'm just like, there's no way that like no way. Marvel, I, 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 I'm not, See, I'm I, not believing that that's it. I want to believe that there's someone else that she was contacting, and this is just the go between. But while they didn't close that door, I think they, they I think they gave us a head fake. I think they gave us a head fake, a well placed juke. 
Yeah, but they've never done that before. Perfect time to do it. In a show where they've got you are asking what is happening, perfect time to do it. I mean, why not? I wouldn't but be surprised. I would love. There was I would love else. to see. I would love to see Reed Richards introduced, even though he's already in there. You know, John Krasinski would be great, but you know, I don't know whatever. who it would be. But I, it was just, it was a letdown. Like, I don't know. Well, especially in an episode that. Yes, it had a modern family feel, but it definitely had an office feel, and the theme song was very office-based. You're going to give us an office episode, and you are not going to give us John Krasinski. He's in the show. What are you talking about? He's in the show. He's right there. He's been in there since episode four. What are you talking about? Jim is in the show. Yeah, Hannah. But John Krasinski isn't. But Jim is. He's right there. Right there in front of you. It would be great if they did if they did a show an episode where John Krasinski is Jimmy Woo. That would be so great. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> to see John to see John Krasinski do up close magic with the, with a business card. That I would be. <laughs> I feel like just in case we have some non office people, we should just quickly explain one of the pranks that. Um, Jim's character plays on Dwight is he hired or he doesn't he asked hire, one of his friends. He asked one of his friends who's a local actor to prank Jim or prank Dwight and he pretends to be Jim and even puts his password in and he's played by the same actor who plays Jimmy Woo. So and they're both named Jim, so there's that. They are. I'm also I have zero and I try not to read like too many fate like fan theories because some of these people need to calm down and like stop reaching but how dare you how dare you the w in wandavision is not an upside down m for manifesto <laughs> i'll say it okay stop oh it's an upside reading. down m for house of m what like freaking whatever i'm just anyways <laughs> i have i have what is what is um Agatha's Agnes? What is her? Why is she doing this? Is it for fun? Like, huh, you know, I'm most excited to learn that. I think. Why is she doing this? What is her motivation? I'm I'm going down the path of. I think she may have instigated Wanda into like breaking in and stealing Vision's body. For what reason, I don't know. But I think that she instigated this. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, we, also, don't know any, like, like, we don't know anything about her, so anything yeah. could be, anything could happen. Hannah pointed out that there's a theory that that scene that Hayward shows everybody of Wanda breaking in is not real. Like, they, they put that together to make her the enemy. Could be true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just ready for Hayward to go away. Go oh, forever. I hope he gets blown yeah. to smithereens. I'm just really concerned that we aren't going to have answers when we leave WandaVision. Oh, we're I'm... definitely not going to have answers to some stuff. <laughs> oh, there's there's definitely going to be open ends to this. I mean, I, I'm sure we're going to get some kind of resolution to what's going on. Do you think but... it'll be like big stuff or small stuff, Anna? I don't know. I just... I want to know what's going on, you know, <laughs> and I don't know that we're going to know what's going on after this episode. 
or are after we not going to know what's going on until Wanda appears in Doctor Strange? Like, well, are they going to leave us hanging for that long? You know? <laughs> well, and see, mm. I had the calendar mixed up in my head. And I was thinking Doctor Strange was coming out this year after mm. Hawkeye. Oh, which yeah. I think it is coming out after Hawkeye, but it will be in 2022 because Hawkeye's been pushed back so far. Um, and so I'm very, I'm very concerned. We're going to be left hanging for a very long time. Kind of like Hulk when he yeeted out after Ultron and we were like, where's Hulk? And then it's Thor Ragnarok and we're like, oh, oh, there's Hulk. He's on the side of a building. <laughs> so... I don't know. And then what role does Agatha play? You know, I don't, man. And then what, what, like Monica, like, oh, I'm telling you, there are only two episodes left. And if they're 35 minutes, we are screwed. <laughs> well, and, and people keep saying this, like this, this series is supposed to be six hours in like showtime and runtime. Uh, we're not going to be anywhere close to that unless they put in two yeah. full hours yeah. in the next two episodes. And I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't know where people are getting that number from, but. Okay, I, let's all make a, let's all make a prediction real quick. Is Vision going to stay dead in the real world or is he coming back to life? Ooh. What Ooh. do you think? I think coming out of WandaVision, this is my take, coming out okay. of WandaVision, I think he will not be alive at the end of the show. Like he will not be walking around alive at the end of the show. With okay. that said, I think with the multiverse stuff, I think there might be an opportunity for them to bring it back later. But at the end of WandaVision, I don't think he'll be alive. That's my thing. Hannah, what do you think? I don't think the hex will be disassembled by the end of WandaVision. So Ooh. I think he'll still be alive. Well, I but mean, in like the it, hex. But in, yeah, the, in hex. the hex. Okay, so not in the yeah. world. Okay. Correct. Okay. okay. That's what I also think. Because I don't know how you would bring him to life um, without uh, the Infinity Stone. So. I could also see them tying in to uh, Black Panther 2 some way. Or, or bringing us like a, like bringing him to Wakanda as like a little update kind of thing. Like a little, like they did with yeah. Bucky. You know, they're like, they're dropping him off in Wakanda. Because Shuri was co was close, I yeah. don't know if she'll be able to do it now that he's actually gone and yeah. she doesn't have that mind stone there. But you know, you never know. I'm pumped. I am pumped to say the least. I have one more question. Do yeah. you think we're gonna get a photon movie? No, I don't. I don't, I don't really think. I don't one. think we'll. I don't think we'll get a photon movie. I think she'll just be a, a key player, kind of like a Maria Hill was or Nick Fury. Um, I don't think that we're going to get a photon movie. No, she might be. She might get a series or she might be included in an ensemble series. She can, or, and she can also be a player that is like like Black Widow, like how she was pretty much co-starring in Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like and then mm -hmm. the even the Winter Soldier, you know what I mean? Like she could be one yeah. of those that is pretty much it's not her movie, but she's a big deal in it. Um, I don't well, know. we don't have a lot of information about Captain Marvel, too. So, I mean. Honestly, I like Monica, so maybe she'll change my mind about Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, what what is her her deal with, like, when they're like, is she upset with, with Captain Marvel? Like, is she, is she upset there with Carol Danvers? There is some beef there. 
There's and something they, there. They're alluding to it, but they're not giving us any information. Yeah. Do yeah. you think this will be settled by the end of the series? No, I don't think they'll. Do you think out. we'll the know what's going Captain on? Marvel. No. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so either. I just like at first I thought maybe it was like like when Jimmy we brought it up and she was like you know don't don't talk about her don't don't you know keep her out your name mm-hmm. keep her name out your mouth or something like that I thought it was more of like a you know don't we're not going to disrespect her right now but yeah. you can tell there's there's something there that like yeah. is it just she's like not happy about left and she never came back you know what I mean or is there something else so I, they might yeah. just leave it open and then use that from Captain Marvel too so. yeah. Who knows, Kevin? So many questions. (sighs) Remember when Iron Man came out and we were just like, man, that's a good superhero movie. And we took it at that and we left (laughs) the theater. (laughs) Oh, how the times have changed. Never again will we ever just watch a Marvel anything and walk off like that was it. Nope. Never again. Also... I know I'm throwing this out here, like Spider Man, like what's gonna happen there? Ha- have you seen the videos where people are showing that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are cast in Doctor Strange two? No. Yeah. I'm also nothing's confirmed there, so I'm gonna wait because people are getting a little crazy with all that stuff. So until it's confirmed, I yeah. They're not going to play a big deal in that movie if if they are, because they're like they wouldn't be that. Pu- if they're playing a big deal in Spider-Man three, they're not going to be a big deal in uh, Doctor Strange as well. It just really brings up the idea of multiverse. Yeah. And it's kind of insane. I, I don't believe any of that stuff. Nope. Just like Wikipedia. Anybody can get on there. I do not believe that. When it's on IMDb, I will believe it. <laughs> OK. OK, well. I hope that you guys will take some time and watch the Cinderella that's just released on Disney Plus, the making of Into the Unknown, and maybe this animated short thing with Ant Man. I'm so glad you joined us for this week's Princess in the Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Princess in the Podcast and on Twitter at Princess and Pod. Visit our website, princessinthepodcast.com. I hope you live happily ever after. <laughs>